Hey, y'all, thanks for tuning in for Casual Convos and Random Ish with Jamie O, a podcast that discusses life, love, and all that other ish. Let's get to it. Hey, y'all, thanks for tuning in. We're back with another episode on Casual Convos and Random Ish with Jamie O, and guess who? Nurse Bay. So today's episode is a special episode, and it is going to be centered around uh, loss and grief. I know that all of us have experienced that in our lives before, and we today we want to talk about how we as individuals cope with loss and some of the experiences that we have had. So, um, Nurse Bay, go ahead and tell us about you know what this episode, why this episode is so special. Well, this episode is really special to me because some may know, um, uh, four years ago, uh, it'll be four years on the 27th of this month, um, I lost my daughter. She was my third child. She was 17. It was unexpected. Um, It was just a traumatic, traumatic and tragic moment. Um, She was in a car accident and she ended up drowning. And so I figured that instead of doing balloons, instead of doing flowers, those things that, you know, kind of fade away, I figured that I would do something that would last a little bit longer as far as discussing, you know, what happened with her um, and how it affected me and how I've been trying to manage um, for the last four years. I get, and I may get a little emotional. That's okay. Uh, but um, I really feel like this is a part of my healing. Um, it's trying to get to that point of acceptance. And that's been a really hard thing for me. And so that's why, you know, I came to my, one of my besties and said, I think that this would be a great idea is to discuss that. And so, you know, I feel like <clears throat> it can help someone else. And that's the main part about it is I really want to be able to help someone else and allow them to be able to relate to what is going on and how to try to navigate through it because it's not an easy process. And so Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do today. And this is for my daughter, Kalia. Um, I love you. (laughs) Yes, Kalia, keep resting. So um, just to piggyback off of uh, Kalima, um, I lost my father actually three years ago. And actually today is the three year mark for his wake. And tomorrow is the day of his funeral. Um, so I've kind of been dealing with that, but I want everybody to know that when you talk about loss and grief, it's not only, you know, because of somebody died, um, loss and grief can, can occur with a divorce. Yes. It can happen with a breakup in a relationship. It can be a job, mm-hmm. you know, loss of friendships, you know, a miscarriage, mm-hmm. you know, or it could be that one of your loved ones have a serious illness, mm-hmm. you know, and that's causing you a, a, um, a bit of grief. And basically, it's anything that's significant to you, you have the right to grieve. Right. You know, and there's not a right or wrong way to grieve. And Grieving is actual a natural response to loss, but I know some people like to try to stuff things mm-hmm. and be in denial and 
and not allow themselves to grieve. I sometimes ask myself, have I really grieved my dad dying? Right. You know, because when he died, it was kind of like go mode. You got to, I got to get this stuff in order. I got to handle business, you know, so just being able to grieve. Sometimes I wonder if I've really grieved because I still have moments to where I break down. You know, it could be the slightest thing that may trigger. It could be I looked at a picture or it was a smell, a scent that came through it and I smelled it. Or, you know, I work at the hospitals, you know, every other weekend. And it could be that I'm taking somebody back to the same ICU my dad died in. Or it's the same condition. Like when I worked um, in appeals and grievances for a good while, I would come across quite a few medical records of people who, had the same issue my dad had. And it was really a little bit tough for me to even work those because right. all I could think about was my dad. Right. You know? Um, <clears throat> and another thing that I want to kind of mention though, because, you know, with loss and grief, some people, they be like, well, oh, I'm, I, I'm scared to be happy or mm. I'm scared to move on. And it's okay to move on because it don't mean that you're forgetting them. You know, when you're starting getting into that process of moving on, that means you are accepting, you know, what has happened. You're no longer in denial. Um, You're not angry. You're just accepting that that's what it is. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. And you are just, you know, just going off the memories and and all the moments that you've shared, you know, um, with that particular person. Um, we do know that there are different stages of grief. Um, everybody don't go through all those stages of grief, um, which I kind of named some of them. Um, first is denial, then it's anger, and then it's kind of like this bargaining thing. Like, well, if I if I do this, then you know, this will happen. Will this happen? If you just do this, Lord, I'll stop doing this. You know, something like that. And then you know, um, acceptance. It's also one of the stages of grief as well. But all of us don't go through all those stages in order to heal. And we don't necessarily have to go through all those different stages to heal. So when we are talking about coping, what are you doing today that's different from what you were doing before to cope with loss? Uh, Today is definitely different from four years ago. Today is definitely different from two years ago. Um, For me, as far as the stages of grief, I never knew what those were anyway. Um, As we discussed uh, before, no one prepares you for losing a loved one. I mean, you know that the natural order of things is a grandfather and then your parents and then you and then your children, but no one ever prepares you for losing a child. Um, I never got the opportunity to bargain because it was such, it was, it was so quick. I mean, it was something that was, you know, it just happened. So trying to bargain, I just, I didn't have that. I don't honestly think that at this point in my, in my life, I I literally said today, like you said, I, I don't think I had the opportunity to grieve. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just now getting to a point where I'm actually allowing myself to grieve because when everything happened, I was in a state of shock. I mean, I it did not register. All I had was panic and shock and disbelief. I don't know if I didn't. I got to the point of being angry. I think now I 
I think my anger may be resentment sometimes. Mm. Um, I find myself um, not wanting to see certain things or certain people because I know that it's hard sometimes to be in the room with all of my daughters, you know, with, with Carrie and Asia because I know that Kalia is missing. It's hard to even think about it. So I have built up this wall of protection to keep me from breaking down because my greatest fear is losing it to the point where I can't come back because I dealt with just giving up. I gave up. It's not even a matter of I, I gave up. So I say I'm not at the place that I was two years ago because two years ago I had given up. I had shut down. I wouldn't leave the house. My family, you know, would try to get me to go places and I just wouldn't. I literally was giving up. So what coping looks like for me today is therapy. Coping today is trying to work through allowing myself the opportunity to grieve. Coping is talking to close friends and family that are willing to, whether they are, even though they're not there, they don't have that experience, they're there to listen. They're, they're you know, a listening ear. So coping for me is different. You know, <clears throat> I just... I'm just trying to literally take it day by day. And even four years down the line, sometimes it feels like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to walk past the picture. Sometimes it's hard to, and like you said, feel guilty. Like, you know, there's great things that are going on in my life, mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm not supposed to be happy. I, I literally felt like I wasn't supposed to be happy anymore. But, you know, some people will tell you, you have kids that you can live you know, that are still here that you have to live for. But it's like, I feel like I feel guilty. I feel like I'm leaving my child behind. Literally in 2017, when when 2018 was getting ready to hit, I dreaded 12 o'clock because mm -hmm. I literally felt like I was leaving my child in the year that year. Mm -hmm. And I was in her birthday was coming up. So those are times that, you know, it's really, really hard. But I didn't get the chance to grieve like I wanted, the, like I needed to, yeah. because after Kalia passed, I had people telling me that I needed to be a certain way. Um, you know, people are watching you. They, they're trying to see what God, you know, is doing in your life. So you got to act a certain way. But you can't, nobody can tell you, right. you know, how to be, you right, know, as right, far as it is right. with grief and how you're coping. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's been a long road. It's been long, Jamie. I know it. It's been long. I know it. And 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 it's hard. <clears throat> it, it, grief looks different for everybody. It really do. You know, it, it really do because I feel like some people can you know look at me and think that you know I ain't no robot. Right. <laughs> you know, right. she ain't right. been through nothing. She's still laughing and kicking and right. and everything. Well, you don't know how I am in the privacy of my own home. Right. You don't know that I cry every day. Right. You know, you don't know what I really, you know, deal with. And that's the thing. And one thing that I hate when you've lost someone, how they always tell you, you need to be strong for other mm -hmm. people. 
You know, don't tell nobody to be strong because that's a lot of reason why people don't get to go ahead and just grieve they like they need down. to grieve or something happened. You have a breakdown, had a breakdown at work, you know what I'm saying? And then it's just like you're putting, you're letting it all out. You know, you're letting it Nobody all out. You can't hold all of that. It's like, you know, my therapist says, you know, you have this lid on this bottle mm -hmm. and you all you're doing is letting a little bit out just yeah. enough to relieve the pressure yeah. because you feel like you have to stay strong because mm -hmm. people are literally watching you to see how you're going to be yeah and it, i don't know if it's because they're actually concerned or if they really want to see if you're going to break so mm -hmm. they can say no yeah so mm -hmm. they can say oh well she done she she done lost it oh you're yeah. strong and people can say you're strong but i i tell people the same thing every time it doesn't change mm -hmm. it's not me no it's god no it is an absolutely hands down positively not me that keeps it together it is nobody but but god because although i don't look like or i don't try to carry myself in a way that people say you should mm -hmm. for other people to see you does not mean that he has not you know given me the strength that i need right but you know I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't look the same for everybody, you know, and no, you can't don't. expect people to have a timeline either because exactly. I've had people say, well, they didn't say to me, mm -hmm. I haven't been to a funeral since Kalia's. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable. And yeah. the thing is, I lost people back to back. Yeah. My aunt passed away. Mm -hmm. And it was just my, my stepmother passed away. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I couldn't go. And my uncle passed away. And there was family members that would say, well, by now she ought to be able to. You can't say that to someone. No, because. You, you, you can't put a timeline it, on it. It is not. There's not a certain time frame for somebody to grieve. But what we do have to watch when it turns from grief into depression. And, and you know, that that that's the. That's the thing because grief, when you let it linger alone, it also have you know physical symptoms mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. You, you don't sleep well. You may may lose weight. You may gain weight. You know uh, you may be tired all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, a lot of people don't take a lot of that stuff into to an account. Okay. I know when my stepmom passed um, before my dad, I was doing a lot of sleeping. I was doing a lot of sleeping because that was unexpected, and really my dad was kind of unexpected because I mean he had been sick been in the hospital but that whole situation I'm gonna tell y'all something I was angry I was angry we went to the hospital on a Friday to do a checkup and I'm like you know dad we can get a second opinion whatever we'll do I step out I step out of the room for just a little bit, come back, everybody excited. And I'm like, what's happening? My dad asked to be put back into the hospital. Oh, I was like, what the? Why? Why? You know, I just, I didn't understand why he asked to do that. So I'm, I'm mad. Yeah, I'm mad. And it's okay. And I, and I, yeah, and I'm mad because that's not that's not what i wanted that's not what i wanted it wasn't what i wanted but he had to have known something that i didn't know because you know i mean i didn't even go back up to the hospital on saturday at all 
Like, but thing is, I never missed a day at that hospital where my dad was there, but that day. And then I'm out coming back into my house and get a call from grandmother saying they said you need to call the family. So I put my shoes back on, go up there, and it just kind of went from there. In my situation, I had to make a lot of decisions. And I was angry because I was like, I, I'm not ready to be taking care of no parent. Like, I, I, ain't, I ain't at that part of my mm-hmm. life to where I feel like I'm ready to be taking care of a parent. You know? But it's been three years. Um, and... I lost my stepmom too. So for a long time, I really felt, mm, I don't want to say shame or something because my sisters are young and they've lost both of their parents. And sometimes when I would say, well, my mama, because we have different moms, it made me feel, you know, some kind of way because they don't have theirs. And I don't really, I really didn't know how to, you know, I guess react or respond or be you know, with that. But for me, my coping was therapy. I actually started going to therapy maybe a month after my dad got into the hospital. I've always been to therapy, but I really needed it then. And um, God, of course, prayer, um, worship music, um, talking to, you know, family, uh, more prayer mm-hmm. and prayer and prayer and prayer and, and oh, prayer wow. and and y- you know God. and um all of that you know and you just you know you get to some people get to the part of acceptance quicker and some you know it take them a little bit of you know a little bit of time um I miss my dad I miss him that's a hard thing for me to to, to be able to say yeah, <clears throat> is to say that I miss Kalita because when you say that it makes it real yeah. when you say I would I, I give anything to, to have her back it makes it real and a part of my coping and you know my healing is this. Yeah. Is to be able to sit down and talk about it, you know, in hopes that this helps someone else. And that her passing, which is all those words are words that are hard to say because right. like for me, I'm not at that point of acceptance. I think I'm just in the now. I say I'm riding on autopilot because I just go and I do. So saying that she's died or putting that in the same sentence with her, it it breaks my heart. And so to say that it's hard to say I miss her, but then I turn around and feel guilty because I can't say it. You know, and so that's where the guilt sits in. And so it's different for people because some people can 
acknowledge it and talk about it and mm-hmm. be okay. I'm still at the point where like I feel like I'm gonna break that, you know. And that's okay. So it's, it's it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I say that because it's okay that you're not at that point. You you may still be at a, a point where you break down, but it's okay. And don't let anybody make you feel like it's not. Don't rush it. Right. Let time take, you know. It, this, for me, is a lifetime. It's a new norm. It's one that I had to learn, you know, how to navigate through without a child. But, you know, it's okay, you know. It's okay to be in this place because I know that I'm further along today than I was two years ago or even a year ago. Because the whole month of May, I just yeah. wouldn't even do nothing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. You have really made yeah. some uh, great strides. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really proud of you, even for when, you know, you came up with the topic to even do this podcast and then record, you know, I'm, I was kind of like, are you sure? Are you yeah. going to, you know, you're going to be able to do that? He's like, yeah, because I think it would not only help others, it's going to help me. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you for jumping on here and um, sharing your truth, sharing your story, you know, um, being vulnerable, being transparent. But I do want to let you know, and everybody that's listening is that, Grief comes in waves. Just because I can sit up here today and say I miss my dad or I accept, tomorrow could be a whole different thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It goes up, down, up, down. It just kind of like hits you in waves. Like sometimes I could be perfectly fine and then I'm watching something on TV that triggers me mm-hmm. and I'm over there boohooing oh, and, you know, then stop my nose up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from crying or whatever. So, you know, I want everybody to know that just because, you know, you feel okay right now, that may not always be the case. You still going to have moments. I don't care if it's 20 years from now. Yeah. You still going to have moments. You know, like I said earlier, if anything is significant to you, you have that right to grieve. You're going to grieve, you know. Um, so I guess my next thing would be, because we've talked about grieving, you know, the loss of someone that we love um, due to death. What about losing other things that's not as, um, I don't know. I don't want to say not as serious, but not as. Yeah, I understand permanent. what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Um, divorce. Yeah. I grieved after my divorce. I I was sad because I felt like I had failed. I felt like I thought that I did everything that I should, everything that I knew to do, Mm -hmm. but that was not good enough. And so I I cried. I cried. I was depressed. I think I went through a bargaining stage. You know, I went through an angry stage. I was Mm -hmm. mad as hell. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, you know what? God's on my side. And that's what the roller coaster. <laughs> God's on my side and he know the right thing to do. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. maybe if I would have done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
you definitely do go through all those stages. So don't let anybody tell you that the grieving process is in order because it's not. Yeah. Because you're going to go through all of those. So yeah. You definitely. You're going to. It's it's natural to mourn a relationship. Yeah, let it's me tell you, when I got ghosted, oh, oh, talk about being ghosted. We don't talk about when me. I got ghosted, that really, that really broke <laughs> me. Like, that really broke me. For someone that you was talking to every day, you know, you, you built this, you know, relationship, relationship with. with, and, and, you decide that you want to express, you know, how you feel, be transparent. And then after that, they disappear on you. Mm -hmm. When we've already said, you know, in the beginning that, you know, as things change up or whatever, the, the main thing is communication. Mm -hmm. And you disappear on me. Like, you don't talk to me no more. You don't answer nothing. As a matter of fact, you blocked me like I did something wrong to you. Mm -hmm. That tore me up. And I think I'm still kind of experiencing a little bit, you know, from that. It's, it's going to trigger you. It, it, yeah. It's going to, because it, the moment someone does anything remotely similar yeah. to what that person done in your next relationship or in your current relationships, you're going to automatically assume or think that they're about to make the same move that yep. person did. Like, oh, he about it's, to he about to stop fooling with yes, me. It's, it's gonna it's brace yourself. Yeah, and <laughs> and you can and if you think about that, what as far as grief and loss, mm -hmm. it, you kind of you can kind of like compare in some ways because it frightens me. Yeah, for. It's a rain and I know my girls are driving somewhere. It scares me. Yeah. Um, so the minute there is something that may be similar or, or something, it, it's, it frightens me. I'm scared. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's the same way in, 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 in grieving in a relationship and in a loss in a relationship is because the moment that they start doing the same things or they show those same traits, it, you know, you get afraid. And then, mm -hmm. so what are you doing? You guarding yourself up. Yeah. You, you calling. I, I call them girls and be like, are y'all all right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're going you gonna to talk to the person you with and be like, is everything okay? Did I make, yeah. you know, do something? So, mm -hmm. you know, grief and loss does come in different, you know, they shapes and sizes and situations mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, not just the loss of a loved one, yeah, but the loss of a relationship, like this, talking about a job or yeah, you know, things of that you know nature. It's just trying to learn how to navigate through it and cope with it because we haven't been taught that. Yeah. So to allow people to see what that looks like and that how you're feeling, mm -hmm. those emotions that you're feeling because of that is okay. You know what I'm and saying? that's one thing that I don't like about this particular um, catch flights, not feelings culture oh, that we man. have. Like they make it. it I mean, I love my feelings. I mean, they make it as if like feelings are bad. If because God created us to have these feelings, so they must be needed for something. It it triggers you to let you know that something ain't right. Right. 
Like, you know, you don't walk around here like a damn zombie. But you designed to look. I mean, you're I mean, that's what we're created to do. That is what love covers a multitude of sins. So if love covers a multitude of sins, and then in the last days the Bible tells us that you know people are gonna be more of lovers of themselves and we're living in a time that that's what it is right now. Mm -hmm. That's the catch flights, not feelings mentality in the in, in this time is that we're not supposed to love anymore. But you, that's what we're designed to do. But we've just been hurt. <laughs> so we've been hurt so many times that it's easier to just turn that off mm -hmm. and you know just act like you don't care and become callous. And to actually continue to open I hate that. You need to show me that you care about me. Yeah. <laughs> Write me a love letter. A love text. Like back in the day. Hey, how are you doing? Right. I decided to drop a you a line. To say, hello, I was thinking about yes, you. I'm going to see you my know. way up out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I had a whole box of lips. Yes, all summer long. But it's just, you know. <sighs> I'm going to continue to try and love, you know, regardless. Yes. You know, I'm a hopeless a romantic. Yeah, me too. And so, you know, those are things that, you know, you can't lose that because that's what we were created to do. We were created to love. We and I'm going to stop apologizing for this shit because I be apologizing for my feelings, for how I feel or that I'm too sensitive or too this. But no, like that's that's, that's how I was created. Are. Like, why am I going to keep apologizing for how God created me? Apparently, they need a little bit of sensitivity in the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop apologizing. <laughs> but, um... I'm still working on that. Yeah. But yeah. So I am really glad that y'all tuned in to today's episode. I think this was a great episode. I hope that y'all learned something. I hope that a lot of things that we said resonated with you. And lastly, I hope that you make a lot of progress on your healing journey. Remember, yes, it okay. is a journey, not a destination. And um, I hope that you all will tune in to Casual Combos and Random Ish with Jamie O and Nurse Bay. Again. Thanks for tuning in this week on Casual Combos and Random Ish with Jamie O. Make sure you follow and like our page, Casual Combos and Random Ish with Jamie O on Facebook to keep up with the latest and upcoming episodes. Also, make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family. Again, thanks for tuning in and we out.